Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Terry Walker. The Melting Pot is back. I haven't been in the building for a minute, but I'm excited. I'm excited. And I'm so excited because I have a very special guest in the place because he is such a legend. He doesn't talk about it. He's one of those cool people that doesn't really talk about what he does. But when you find out what he does, you're like, what? But I'm not going to say too much because I want him to tell his story. So as you know, The Melting Pot, it's like a soundtrack to your life thing that we do. So we play this, we, we talk about the songs that have inspired us and then we talk about what happened around those times. And then, you know, we kind of build the story around it. Who the hell has been on this mic? It's very wet. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> dirty lips on the thing. Sorry. Anyway, only joking, not dirty lips. Sorry. Whoever's lips there, they must be beautiful. But anyway... <laughs> No, I'm not. With no further ado, I want to introduce on the amazing, the legend, the OG, Carl oh, Gordon, man. KG. <laughs> that, that was an intro. It's thank real, you. It's real, babes. It's real. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here, man. Bye. Good to see you. Good. Good. Listen, I haven't seen you in how long? How long? How long did we say? It's a good ten years plus, probably. Right. I would imagine. Yeah, easily. I feel like it was like the the, the William in in um in yeah. Harsden or something. Yeah, you saw, Kenzo, yeah Kenzo, Kenzo Green. Because you used to DJ. Remember, you used to have the night there. Yeah, I used to DJ that day. I used to do the. It was like a little triangle of places I used to DJ yeah. around there. The Wellington, isn't it? The the, I used to well, do all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, obviously, so I've asked you to, to give me, um, to send me some songs that obviously have inspired you and have yeah. impacted you. And obviously, the first three songs that I always start with are the songs that, you know, when you're a child, yeah. and that first song that you hear and you think, oh my God, this yeah. is... This has touched me. This is making me feel something. Yeah. And so, I mean, you've sent me a list of things, but I don't know if you've sent it in, in, in its order. So I'm it's, kind of, it's kind of in an order. Yeah? Yeah. So let's talk about the first two songs, okay. and then we can go from there. All so, right. go. Oh, the first song, off the top of my head, was uh, Ghost Town by The Specials. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact date when it came out, but it was, um, it must have been early 80s. Yeah. Very early 80s. And, um... So how old were you then when you had it? Do you, do you oh, remember? I don't know, man. It, depending on when it came out, I must have been like 11, 12, maybe. See, them, hey, that's the time when you get inspired. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, actually, it was the first... I remember when you used to get um, birthday cards, right? And it had a record token from Woolworths. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God, Woolworths. I've got to look at these two. They're so young. So they don't it, even know what we're talking about. I like, think what? it was the first <laughs> seven-inch I bought um, when I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember I heard it on the radio and I was like, what is this? Because at the time there were skinheads and there was rude boys. Oh, my God. And I used to listen to, like, Madness. Yeah, and the specials were just coming along. Yeah. And this song completely blew me away. Really? Yeah, and it was the first seven-inch I bought from Woolworths in Shepherd's Bush. I remember it. See, look at that. See, this is what I'm talking about. I love this type of story. So you was 11. Something like that. Yeah. Depending on when it came out. But I'm sure, pretty sure it was, like, early, early 80s. Okay. It might have been, I might have been even younger than that. I can't remember. It was a long, long bloody time ago. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and another one? Another set the, the, the one after that, I think, is... Uh, is it Joseph Cotton? Yes, yes, well done. Yeah, yes, so yes. Joseph Cotton. Is it Now Touch the Style, Not right? Yet. <laughs> yeah. So that was... Uh, I was a bit older then, but that, that was uh, a poignant time in my life when I was working at my dad's record shop. Okay. So he used to have a reggae record store called Body Music. 
which was in uh, Tottenham. And Tottenham? There's one in Tottenham. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and there was one That's in East... Yeah. That's Yeah. Yeah. And one in West Ham, and then there was one in Harlesden. Yeah. And that was on the Body Music label, because they just set up a label, and that was their first... I think it was their first release on the label, and it was big. And I was working in the record shop at the time, so that was uh, very poignant. And off the top of my head, I think the next one is Planet Rock. No, no, you no? have another one, but then it's, it's the one after that. But yeah, it's Planet Rock by Africa Bombata. Mm-hmm. Well, was that the one that's next? No, the next one was Warrior Charge by Aswan. Oh, yes, Warrior Charge. <laughs> so going back to my dad's shop, so yeah. they used to sell videos. Yeah. And um, this film called Countryman come out. It's a Jamaican film about Obia and all them ting there. Okay. Ting then, ting then. That means all those things there in translation, okay? And the soundtrack was absolutely brilliant. And there was this, there was a song on the soundtrack by Aswad called Warrior Charge. And it was just like... The best thing I'd ever heard, man. It was. So you were kind of influenced by a lot of reggae. Yeah, then man. I was, up. Yeah, I got, I got brought. I got brought up on reggae. Oh, okay. 100%. So you're, what is your what's your heritage then? So Jamaican, Jamaican English. Jamaican English. Yeah. There you go. It's the best. The best mix up. Thank you. Just letting you know, Jamaicans were the best. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first. So Planet Rock. You're gonna, a, the first three you're going to choose is Ghost Town, No Touch the Style, and Warrior Child. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first three, and then we're going to yeah. go into. Yeah, then we'll go in. Okay. So we're going to play these first two records. Introduce them one for me, please. Right, the first tune is Ghost Town by The Specials. Yep. Let's go. Here we go. It's funny we were just saying off air and how we were both brought up on it, but it kind of made us make different music. And then the older we've got now, we've kind of gone back to a place where you're like, you know what? This is my head. But I think that's how it's supposed to be, though. You can't force anything in it. Well, what it is, is kind of like, as a a you, you kind of go against what your parents (laughs) rammed down your throat. Yep, yep, yep. Because, you know, in my house, it was just reggae, 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 reggae all the time. Mm. Bob Marley, you know, Toots and the Maytels, you name it. Because my dad was a DJ when he came over from Jamaica. Okay. So he deal with the sound system and all that. His sound system was called Clive Coxon. So we used to have blues dance in the yard and all that kind of thing there. I don't remember that. Um, You'd be underneath all the covers, all the coats and stuff in it as a kid because the parties yeah, were going yeah. all that. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. And I think that's where I got my first taste because obviously we get ushered off to bed because the dance was in, the, in my yard. Yep. So I'd always wander out because the bass would be mashing down the walls. How can you go to bed exactly? I know, and then my dad would pick me up because it was like one turntable, speaker, you know how it is. Yeah. And then he'd, he'd let me change the record. I mean, I must have been a baby then. So, so did you know from then that you was going to get into music from that age? I didn't know I was going to get into it, but mm. I was drawn to it mm-hmm. naturally because it, it was, that's all that used to happen in my house. It's yeah. just music, music, yeah. music. And then obviously my dad was in the music business okay. with the record store and all that kind of thing. So I used to go down to hang out with him in the record shop all the time. And they used to have a distribution company. So we used to uh, drive around England distributing reggae tunes to all the reggae stores up, up and yourself? down the country. Yeah. Oh, well, he, he was, they were distribution and they had a label and there was a store. Okay. So, yeah, I was always in it. Always in it. Amazing. See, I love hearing these stories because it's very similar to mine. I grew up on a lot of music yeah. as well. So that's why I think naturally, I think by osmosis, it just became that thing. No, right? exactly, 100%. So, um, go on. So, the next song that, you, that you've chosen is... No, you don't... I'm asking you're you, asking don't me to remember me. off the top of my head, Planet Rock? Yeah, Planet Rock. Planet Rock. Rock. Yeah. And what about it? You want me to tell you about yeah, it? Yeah, of course, why? I want to tell you the so story. So, Planet Rock, so, oh, so coming from a reggae, reggae background, which was... 
enforced, is that the right word? Enforced. By my dad. I just had no choice and listened to it. Mm. So um, I, when I heard this record, yeah. Planet Rock by the Soul Sonic Force, it completely blew my mind. And it's something I'd never heard before in my life. And mm. this is when breaking and popping started to come out. And it was called Electro before it was called Hip Hop. Oh. And it came out on, the, I think I it. it was on a label called Tommy Boy. Anyway, Africa and the Soul Sonic Force were like my heroes at the time. And um, I was obsessed with this record. I must have listened to it about 50 times in one day. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love when that happens. Though, you know what I mean? Trying to like... pop and this and that and the other. I mean, it, it brings back incredible memories, really? man. I love this song. Okay. So do you want to play that next? Yeah, play Okay, it. let's go. Drop so this it. one is Planet Rock by Africa Bambata. Here we go. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Some of these tunes that you've chosen, yeah, like it's so relevant for right now. Because even what you're saying, don't push me. Because um, this is what I'm going to come to. Your Facebook posts here yeah, recently have been so epic. That's <laughs> why I was, I was like, I need to have you on. Because the times that we're in, mm. and this whole being, obviously, you, grew, you growing up um, like, like biracial, and it's been in England and seeing how everything's going and stuff. So how do you like listening to even like some of these songs? You were, what age? You I was like, I was 12 when that came out. You were 12? Yeah, I must have been 12. Yeah, you said 12. the song's 40 years old. You're not 50-something. Yeah. No, I'm 50. I'm no, 50. you're not. I was 50 this year. No, you're not. I'm not even you're supposed to be telling people that. You're a liar. I'm, I'm not, not lying. No, no, no. Seriously. I was born in 1970. Does me think... No, no. See, see, anyway, I'm not shocked. Anyway. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how old you are. But really? Yeah. Wow, so that's 40 years old and this, that's the... Yeah, so I was a ute. When, the, when these tunes were coming out, I was a proper ute. So... That was the birth of hip hop. That's the birth of hip hop. Yeah. But then, how do you feel like like listening to this now, and then obviously how you're feeling like with the whole state of everything that's going on? Because as I said, you've got a lot to say, and it's amazing. Like even the way you've been breaking things down, it's been awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's called the message. There, there you go. <laughs> and really and truly, nothing ain't really changed since then. And no. that, that's forty years ago. So do you feel like you're compelled recently, obviously, to kind of more tell your story and tell people like kind of what you've been through for them to understand what it means when well, to be honest people say with all you, lives matter and stuff like I, that? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite a quiet person in yeah, real you life. Are. And I don't actually really put personal thoughts out onto Facebook. That's, why, that's why I was, that's why for me. It was so like, when we went mm. into, but when we went into lockdown, mm-hmm. I was bored, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I got, I started going on Facebook a bit more just, yeah. to, just to kill the time and then started messing about answering to a few messages, making a few comments like everyone else. Yeah. Just, but, uh, just whiling away time. And then the whole George Floyd thing kicked off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I just started seeing a whole heap of foolishness coming up on, coming up on my time, timeline in terms of comments about this and comments about that. Yep. You know, really stuff that made me go, what? Nah. Yeah. i got to address this. Yeah, yeah. And then actually what made me do my first post, I think, was uh, this woman said to me, uh, something about she she basically questioned my credentials and tried to tell me about ah oh, you can't post this you should be posting that you're being negative da 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 all this all this nonsense can't tell me what to post exactly can't tell me what to post mm. can't tell me how I should feel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't know me you don't know how I grew up where I lived what I've been through yeah so quiet your backside <laughs> basically is what I was saying and it kind of irked me so all night I was thinking about what she what she said to me she had the cheek to send me a, a direct message telling me about. I must do this and I can't say this and that. And I was like... Do you even know what I've, what I've come from? You don't from know me, my man. Story. Exactly. So that, that prompted my very first post of 
the, of the moment of the whole BLM thing and the George Floyd. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where that kind of come from. And, and I just thought to myself, the longest time we've been keeping, as black people, you've been keeping all this stuff down. Because mm-hmm. we try not to so now, rock the boat. You don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. You just want to you just want to be quiet, get on with your shit. Yeah. And I thought to myself, nah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak on it. So I'd see certain comments. Same thing. I'd be like, what? nah. Yeah. So I started addressing certain things and the response I was getting kind of inspired me to keep talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and awesome. it's not something I normally do, but I just felt compelled to put the record straight on certain things and address certain things. Because I thought, you know, we've been silent long enough. Man. Yeah. I grew up in a time where there was Nazi signs on the wall. Wow. Wogs out, mm. getting chased by skinheads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Football hooligans, all this kind of nonsense. Yeah. And um, it's a thing where it becomes so normal... That you don't even... Yeah, you don't even... Like, that oh, you just yeah. allow it. Which is kind of <laughs> crazy because it's not normal at the end no, of the day. It's not it's not normal. Normal. No, it's not normal. It's not normal. And, and mm-hmm. you know, people started coming out and saying their stories and all this and that. And I said, yeah, you know what? F it. Why should I be quiet? Yeah. Talk my truth, but I think that's why your one is so much even more powerful because you don't usually talk about it. And you just got on with it because I, yeah. I don't think you'd be ever even me. I don't think I've ever really played the whole race card because because nah. we just like you know what that's what it is. We just have, we just have to do better. And that's the other thing. Yeah. When people say the race card as well, yeah, that's the thing that people say so flippantly. Like you yeah. join a race card, it's, and like, it's like that's my life. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Like like to me, like this is normal. Come out of a nightclub, mm. put your hand out for a taxi, it drive past, there you go. and it stops for the person of non-color yeah. down the street. Now, people will say, that don't happen. You've got a chip on your shoulder, this, that and the other. And it's normal. So when we used to come out of the club with our white friends, I'd push them to the front <laughs> and make them stick out their arm. Yeah. It's serious. Yeah. Make them stick out their arm and we'd hide. So when the cab stopped, then we'd all run out and all get in the cab. No but that's normal. Yeah. It's not something... You know, getting something followed you... around the shot, getting stopped by the police, all this business, it's normal. Don't get mad so about you kind of just like... Just get on with it. But don't you think like the thing that happened with the Amy Cooper woman in the, in the park? I think that really made everyone see themselves and see how like this is what we deal with every, every day, every single day. So it's like, and then that's the point to the point. Now you feel like you know. Now I can explain it now because I'm not arguing with you. You saw it. Like, yeah. If you're arguing with me, you're an idiot basically because exactly. Exactly. you're trolling me now, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. So mm. yeah, man. So you know, I think it's a good time for change and I know people have been saying this for years but it's only now where people are starting to be more vocal about it Mm -hmm. and it's only now people are starting to realise I mean even some of my white friends are like rah I didn't even like all them times you were saying this and that I didn't even see it you don't see it because it doesn't affect you it doesn't affect you and we just get on with it yeah yeah because it's normal you have to but actually that shit ain't normal man and now we're saying it's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how we keep it going under don't push me there you go it's not normal, so mm-hmm. yeah, man. Man, just got a bit vocal. No, I love yeah. it, man. So that's the see. Look at that. So the message, even back then, you don't even realize it's probably already ingrained in you. So the, yeah. the songs that you've chosen, it's uh, perfect for the times. Hundred percent. Okay, so next you have hanging on a string, loose. Oh yeah. Egg. So this is when I went Come through my on. sweet boy phase. You've Aye. always had the sweet. I don't think I've never not known you as a sweet boy phase. It's always been that. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, when I had you know. So this anyway. is this is when the UK. Did we call it R&B back then? It might have been just... Soul. You, soul, yeah. Soul, yeah, soul, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, even then, because I think this is even before the whole neo-soul thing, innit? Oh, yeah, this is way before. So for this, us, it's just great music. This is, this is the 80s. There was a, a point oh, where... Oh, We used to wear, like, a brooch and a paisley shirt and a wet look and all them things. Uh, you had a wet uh, look? Yeah, for a minute. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, for a minute. It, was a, it wasn't a good, good look. <laughs> I can't but anyway, Loose Ends yeah. were, like, the biggest UK band at the time. It Carl was them and um, Five Star and... Five Star! Five Star and all Those that. Those are versions of the Jacksons, basically, weren't they? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember when this song came out and it was just, like, 
there was nothing else that sounded like this at the time coming out of the UK and loose yeah. ends were running ish. Still, if that song comes on now, it's still running ish. It's it's still, like, yeah, yeah man. but obviously the people don't talk about it as much. Yeah. After that, though, you have another one called um, Encore by Cheryl Lynn. Encore. This is around the same kind of time. Yeah. And I'm um, Cheryl Lynn. This tune was just big. Yeah. It was just big. And I remember um, we had a little sound system and this tune would just mash up the dance every single time. Loose ends and Cheryl Lynn. That was so it. is this before you started making your own music? So is this, this is, just... yeah, man, I was still a youth. This so is... you were still a youth. Okay. Yeah, this is like. 80s man early 80s so these will be the things that will probably influence your sound yeah, into when you started yeah, doing your yeah. stuff oh god looking this forward. is when this is when UK Soul started to get or Soul in general started to get a bit more beaty oh yes no it went shifted from Motown to like drum machine okay do you know what I mean and I was always into the hip hop drums and then this come out I was like oh shit this is different yeah so this is probably around a Soul to Soul time as well no? Was before. no this is way before this is way before this is way see, before see I should know this isn't it anyway Okay, so introduce this. We're song. still in the eighties, mate. That's in yeah, the nineties. Yeah, see, but for me, because I hear them songs all the time, yeah. it is it, no time zone for me because I think this, this is part of my heritage. Yeah, it? we're like, still we're still in the eighties. See, look at that eighties. So hanging on the string, loose Hang, ends. Hanging on the string, loose and ends. And an encore by Cheryl Lynn yeah. coming next. Yes. Here we go. This is this is the soundtrack to your life, Cal Cal yeah, Gordon. Man. I love this. Here we go. You know, I feel like I was there, you know. Big tune. That's a big tune. Look at that little bit that ended. Big so, like, off air, we've been talking about so much stuff that we need to talk about online. Yeah, that people, I feel like it's important, for, especially for the youth to understand, innit? Like, there's, 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 there's work to do in this thing, innit? For you to even be able to call yourself a legend, or not, not that you would call yourself that, but I can call you that because I know, you know what I'm saying? You would never call yourself that, but I would call well, you that because you. you're, to me, humble, it's done so much, and you would never know. And even that's coming up to, you kind of like starting to do your own music. That's everything that you've been inspired by. But we're just talking about how, you know, the party scene and this people. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, so I come from uh, the world of DJing. Uh-huh. Actually, I was DJing from the age of, like, 15. Okay. So by the time I got to, like, I don't know, 20, that's when I really started kicking off because obviously you start doing a little few little parties and people start hearing your name and this and that. And the next minute you're in this scene... And you're DJing here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. But as we was talking about before, some of the greatest clubs from the time, early nineties, was like Subterranean, Subterranean, oh Fresh and Funky, miss it so much. all those kind of places. That's yep. kind of where I done my apprenticeship in terms of, you know, really learning how to DJ and yeah. all them kind of things. There, man. Yeah. 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 What else you want yeah. to know? <laughs> yeah, and don't have you to, want me to go deep. No, yeah, I just want you to talk well, about. Well, I don't DJ any. I don't DJ anymore. What at all? No, nah, only special things. If there's something special... You know what? It's long, man. I've done it for a long time, probably like 20-odd years. But... But you're good, though. You're great. That like, lifestyle you know, can't... It's unsustainable. Oh, so you feel like you couldn't do... You couldn't play without kind of doing other things? Listen, it was just party <laughs> after party after party. Alcohol. You name it. It was just too much. Was it debauchery? So, was it debauchery, yeah? Was it it was just debauched, man. Even though I loved it, <laughs> I loved the party more afterwards. Okay. So... You know, I started out innocent and then ended up. <laughs> Did you ended up a bit like a bit, bit ravaged? Let's, but let's did, but then do you think as well? Obviously, like, do you think that that if, if you hadn't gone through that though, do you think that you would look at life now differently? Like, no, it's kind of it's kind of like part of the journey. It's part of the journey. Mm. It's, it's the make, it makes me who I am now, and it's like uh, you know it was brilliant times, but like I said, it's unsustainable because. 
You know, it's just it's just too much. Your body can't, Your body can't, can't take it anymore. It. I mean, the last thing I want to do now is go to a club. But this is what we were saying earlier. Like, the thought of that, no. You know even, I mean? if, even without lockdown. Before lockdown, I was on the same thing, to be, to no, be honest. I, I wasn't really interested. Yeah, 100%. So like I kind of got that out of my system. Because like, obviously hearing all these songs, it just reminds me of those times because these are the kind of records that people will be yeah. playing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, so how did you kind of get yourself out of it then? Like you just started to kind of just draw. Do you know what? I kind of, I've always said, when I fall out of love with something, <laughs> that's the time to knock it on the head. And, yeah. it, and it went from a phase where the clubs were all about music mm. and people used to come there and just dance and you used to get on with it. You'd be on the stage DJing. Yeah. And it went about the latest trainers and the latest this and the latest that and who's who. And, you know, you've been there. It was like... <laughs> A-listers down to Z-listers. Yes, Z. Like, seriously, you'd see Eddie you know Murphy I mean? in one corner, you'd see whoever, like, remember Cisco, whatever else, and then you'd see e- e- this a normal every, person. Everybody was at Subterranea. Yeah, Trainer. everybody was at Subterranea. And the music, yeah. For example, and, um, yeah, and then it got to, it just went somewhere else after that, where, you know, the management would be telling you what to pay. People coming yes. up, asking for requests. If you play a jungle tune, oh, can you make it a little, yes. little bit less urban? It's a bit too black. D- all d- this kind d- of nonsense. That word, urban. Do you know what I'm saying? That's another thing. So... So, you, you end up, so rather than you doing your thing, yeah. it became, you used to have demands. Like. So when do you think that actually started then? Do you think, when, when was that shift happening? Because I, I do remember, it, as I said, the subterranean times and just being able to go there no matter what you wore, mm. and just whatever size you were, whatever you looked like, it was just vibe. But then it turned into this thing. It's like... Yeah, I think that was more into the 2000s. 2000s, right? I think so, yeah. Where, you know, it was like, oh, can you, oh, mate, can you play this? Mate, can you play that? And then management telling you what you can play, what you can't play and all this kind of crap. So as soon as I started to become a jukebox and I had <laughs> done one too many parties yeah. and the parties were getting dry now, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Yeah. And this is the thing people don't seem to understand. People don't believe when you say that I can walk away from that. Like, but don't you want to no, be No, but the thing is as well, when I used to go with Entourage to the club, yep, yep. Entourage, <laughs> You know what I mean? And then it was like, uh, you know, people grow up, they get older, they have kids and this, that and the other. So the entourage gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. And the vibe kind of left. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same thing. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then I'm just getting told what to do. I'm like, nah, fam. This, and and this also it, be, it being about who you're hanging out with and, who's yeah. and who do you know and who, you do, who don't you know. All, all that malarkey. And this is all pre-social media. So it was all word of mouth. Oh, yes. And these clubs were rammed. Rammed. I mean, and then, um, I don't know, it's, it's not the same now. But as you said as well, the music that you played back then, it wouldn't be so commercial. It wouldn't be like if this, if this was No, because you wanted to, basically the thing was there, you just went to destroy the next DJ. Yes, yes. That was it. Is that what it was like? That's, that's, so, that's, so that was you guys it. were like battling? Is yeah, that what it was? well, you didn't really like physically battle, but it was like, like watch, right. Watch when I come next. Watch when I come on. <laughs> watch. But you know what? You did feel it because the crowd, the crowd would actually react. And, and like, the thing what? is, I used to play mm. to make... If no one's put their hands in the hair or no one's banging a table or no one's dancing... You, you know felt like mean? you failed. I feel like I failed. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because I'm watching the crowd and I'm watching them reaction and I'm, yeah. my heart is their heart. So I'm enjoying I it just that. as much as them. I love And then that. it just turned into... People, the DJ's in the back, no one gives a shit if who it is, this, that and the other. And they, they might as well, they're just putting on playlists. That's another thing they're talking about that. So when you see people like nowadays that are just DJs that I don't even have, they just be playing anything. How do you feel about that? Like, not that there's nothing, there's the thing that do you know hate on anyone else, but how does well, it feel? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't really been out too tough yeah. in the last few years. But the last few times I went out, it's like the DJ's insignificant. I'm like this. Crazy. I want to put on a show. Yeah. Everyone should be looking at me when I'm playing. If you're not looking at the DJ, the DJ is not running shit at that time. Yeah, because it's just background music, isn't it? Really? It's just background music. And this, I'm not that. Yeah. So that's kind of when I started. <laughs> see, that's what I like. See, I'm seeing that kind of confidence. I'm not. Yeah, no. That. If there's one me. thing I'm like proper confident at, it was when I was used to DJ. I used to no, come, you smashed it. I used to come and come to tear shit 
Uh, I remember you'd have the look as well. Remember the gold yeah, dreads, yeah, yeah. and then you know, it's true. Like, listen, legend. Anyway, oh. mm. so next, next going on, we have um. So, mm, so where, where, where do you want to go on, in, on your story though? Like, depending because you, you've got songs here, but I feel like Rebel, Rebel Without a Pause was that around Without a Pause? Sorry. So Rebel Without a Pause, we're going into early nineties now. Okay. So we're, go, we're going so into we the next decade. So we kind of skipped when we started talking about Subterranean, to be fair, didn't we? Yeah, we kind of skipped things. Okay, but this is around, fault, I, I guess this might have been around the same time. Yeah. But anyway, Public Enemy. <laughs> this is when hip-hop took a more militant stance mm-hmm. and Public Enemy came out with a message. But apart from that, sonically, at the time, this record was like getting kicked in the face with a steel-toe boot. <laughs> Because it was just noise. No one had heard anything like it. And then Chuck D's voice, when he comes in, yes. It's like a tannoy, isn't it? It's like, what? When you heard that in a club, it was just, you know, it, but it just do, went But off. do you think you heard it in a club? But again, did you think people even knew what was going on? They just thought, what the fuck? Yeah, basically, that was it. What the fuck is that? Because now have you played that shit now? Do you think people could play that now? I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so. even more now. Do, do you know what it is? It's, it's how you play it. You can't just drop it in. Yeah. Like, I reckon you could play it, but I, I don't, could, think, I I don't think anyone else could play it. Not any, anyone could play it, though. I think it's, 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 it's a noisy record. It's just got that energy and it's just raw and it's not giving a single fuck. Okay, well, seeing as we're talking about it, introduce it on. Here we go. Public Enemy, Rebel Without a Pause. Bloop, bloop, Shut bloop, your bloop. mouth. <laughs> Off air, we were just talking about how, like, the music back then, it wasn't about numbers. It's about how it felt. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, this is, that's one of my favourite groups of all time, Tropical <laughs> Quest. And just a vibe, isn't it? It was them, De La Soul. De La Soul. And there was a whole movement of, of the new wave of hip-hop, like, after we just heard Public Enemy, which yeah. is a bit more aggy. Yeah, this very went, aggy. This, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is where we go smooth. Yeah. And it's an era in hip-hop where, unlike now, where everyone does sound the same, and I... I don't want to and we're not like saying a, it to hate. We're just, not it's trying just, to be an old um, person, but I did yeah. listen to the radio the other day, which I don't really listen to. And right, you, you got Drake, and then you got a million Drakes yeah. after that. But then, but then Drake copies other people too. So, so they all kind of sound the same, and they, they mm. all kind of rap the same flow, same same vibe. Well, back in the day, it was like you had LL, you had Run DMC, mm-hmm. you had Tricle Quest, you mm-hmm. had Public Enemy, you had NWA, mm-hmm. you had Big Daddy Kane, and whoever came on the radio, you know exactly who it was mm-hmm. from the tone of their voice. And the, the sound of the track, do you know what I mean? So it's just it's just different, just different and I, era. I, and I think also back then, they were, you know, like they, they, this, this thing that they do now. There's there's only space for one person at a time. Don't you yeah. feel like nowadays, back in the day, when we were, when, I think even when we were doing what we were doing, there were so many different types of artists and people. Yeah, and there were so many so many different types of sounds, sounds as well, yeah. different mm. tempos. Well, now yeah. it's all the all the producers use the same sounds. Yeah, same. I mean, everything's kind of the same. But I mean, there is still a lot of good music out there now. There is, but you have to find it though. Sorry. You have to find it, man. <laughs> and it's I, think, I feel like I'm sounding old, you know. Seriously, I feel I'm like I'm like old. old. I know they're like old fucking miserable bastards. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. I think, but the thing is, this is why we're playing this type of music to be, make people understand why we're saying it. Because, cause now, this, 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 you could play this now. Because I think sometimes there's a scene right now for you, but the younger kids that's kind of more yeah. of like a jazzy. It was just, there was just a bit doing. more. There was just a bit more variety. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and you were in, yeah, you were kind of down to party to everything. Nowadays, you feel like you have to go for a genre don't yeah. you yeah I mean as a producer as well I still got to keep up with the current trends 
yeah. and, and work with the youths them. So, you know what I mean? That's, so what are you inspired by right now? Like who, like for instance, who right now would you say that you're listening to that is, is making you go, you know what, this person you know what? is doing something. The funny thing is, is that I don't listen to music that much. <laughs> Anymore, like you used no, to? No, do you know what it is? It's because I make music. Mm. Well, and I'm in the studio all the time. My studio's in my house. Mm. So I'm in there all the time. Mm. So by, when I have my, my break time, unless I'm going for a run, I'll, I'll put on mostly old tunes, to be honest with you. I do listen to the current stuff, but I couldn't tell you who they were, though, to be honest. I, lo- I mean, I love me a bit of Drake. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, Drake, Drake's fine. But I think there, don't, there is some people, though. But as you said, I don't know the names of some of these people. Yeah. But anyway, so... Poor Leage. No, it's not old age. It's like, you know, because the thing is, I remember when I was growing up, my mum played everything. So when something hit, it just hits. When it hits, it hits. Well, no, 100%. And right now, there's no, nothing that hits. And I'm not hating. I'm just saying, just saying, in it? Anyway, moving on. So now we're going into you producing. Are we? Okay, yeah. So yeah, are we? we? Yes, we, got, we are. What have we got up next? <laughs> yeah, um, this is taboo. Bitch, I didn't know that you did. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that you, that you, that you produced. Yeah, so shout out, shout out, Amma, by the way, and Glamour Kid. Big up to Mickey D. Mickey D. Mickey D. Legend. So. Legend. I got asked to work with Glamour Kid, who's big dancehall DJ at the yes, time. Massive back then, yeah. He was big, right? Yeah, he was. He was a proper superstar with the yeah, suits yeah, and everything. Yeah. He was big. Yeah, and, um, I remember Mickey got me to work with him because I worked on his first album and um I had this idea to do a cover of Sweetest Taboo. I already had the beat and everything. Yeah. And it, and we had a discussion about who we wanted um to sing yeah. the Sade part. Yeah. Um, I think Mickey might have been... I don't know if she was signed to the same label, but anyway, Mickey was like, how about Shola? And I was like, trust me. Because she just had that... <laughs> that what was the tune she had out that was big? It was, um, you might need, need somebody yeah, yeah, to cover. She, but she, her she, album, everything, her voice... She's, yeah, that's my girl anyway, man. Big up her. to Shola. Love Shola, big up and, um, yourself. Beautiful woman. Yeah, so we asked her to come and jump on it, and she did, and it was big. It was a big tune. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. Oh, so this is the first record. So one second. So I think I think that might have been his first big tune because it charted and shit. And then for you though, was this the first record that you released as 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 a producer artist? Because I remember you were the artist as well at one point, right? Yeah, at one point. Yeah. Now this is pre. This is pre that. This is all pre. Yeah, actually, how I got into the business was I was an artist from about age eighteen. I'm I'm thinking. Well, I should not know that. Yeah, and I was in a hip hop group signed to Island Records, basically back in the way back in the day. Oh. Yeah, man. So skip that part. Okay. Them ones. Why, so why, this, uh, is, this is kind of this is into my career now. Okay, this is so, into your career. This is what we want to hear now. Is what you what you've been doing. So this is where yeah. you understand why he's a legend. So this must have been come out in the two thousands at some point. Yeah. Early two thousands, I think. Okay, so we're gonna go with them. Introduce this on, please. Sweetest taboo, glamour kid featuring Shola Amma. The queen, Shola Amma. Yeah. I big up. Love big it. up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That love, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's glamour and shoulder armor. Uh-huh. As I said, I did not realise that you did this song. So Oi. we're going to go through every song that you've done now. So next one, Rumours, did you produce this one? Yeah, yeah, I produced this for Damage. So I got introduced to Damage, right, when they were about... Two. They were young off, man. <laughs> Probably about 13, 14, something like that. So how are young when they first came out? Yeah, I mean, no, no, that's when I met them. That's just okay. pre them coming out. And it was a good friend of mine, Steve Marshall, who was Steve managing Marshall. at the time. Yeah. Yes, I remember and he brought them around my house and these, um, these four little youths walked in a little oh, bit, you know what I mean? A little bit full of themselves, a little bit cocky. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah. But anyway, we ended up uh, oh, yeah. becoming friends. They went and did their thing. Yeah. The first black group on the front of so it Smash Hits at the time. Oh, shit. So they, they kicked in a few doors, man. Anyway... So this next tune, yeah. I ended up producing for them. This album went gold or silver. Yeah. 
This they is damage were, where everyone's... Um, they were doing big then. Anyway, crushed. so they asked me to come produce a song and I did this song called uh, Rumours. But did you write it with them? Or? I didn't write it, no. I just, I just got brought in to produce it. Okay. So and doing my thing. Doing your thing. This is Rumours by Damage. Oh my God, this is Bring Back Memories. Here we go. But their voices as well, they were so like, but that's I, I was saying um, off air as well. Like, obviously, they had that massive record with um, Wonderful Tonight, which everyone knew, but mm. then back then you could have a record that was so different and still did well, and yeah. it was still in the chart. Yeah, it was, it's just all about having good songs, man, and just the right production. Everything just had to fit nice, and it wasn't. I know, and, but but when people when they when they put you in the, when they put them in the studio with you, were they trying to give you direction of what, what they wanted? Nah, from? so they allowed because you to I, do I, you. I would already um, kind of proved myself by then. So they were just like, right, yes. here's a song, just go and deal with it how you how you see fit. Yeah, and that's that's what I come up with. Oh, uh, because it's like everything, the, the melodies, the the. the and do you know it's one of them tunes that I actually only recently I just remembered I'd done it. I've forgotten about more records than most people have made, mate. Legend, you know, that's what I'm saying. Forget about the tune of Tim Mick. No, what no, kind yeah. of thing is that? Well, it's the memories. Don't forget, I've been in this business for a minute and well, I've done so many records that you're like, oh, yeah, I did. Oh, shit, yeah. But this is what like, happens when people come on this show. Everyone goes, oh, shit, I forgot I did this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's good. And sometimes it's good for you to remind yourself and people to understand, mm. like, humble, humble. Yeah. Okay, so that was Damage with Rumours. Beautiful. Um, next one is All Saints, Booty Call. Oh, yeah, I remember so, this one. So Booty Call, the reason why I'm going to play this one, that's my girls anyway. Big shout yes. out to All Saints. And um, this was my first number one record. Seriously? Yeah. And I remember I was in a one-bedroom flat. It wasn't even what, it was like a studio flat. Yeah. In uh, Neesden, right by the Ikea. Oh, yeah. And I, and I remember I, I came up with this beat. Basically, All Saints was, I used to make hip-hop. Yeah. I still make hip-hop, but... It, I wanted a. They were girls. It was a, they were a, what do you call it? A quartet, female harmony quartet. Yeah. And I wanted them to sing over hip hop beats. And I came up with this track. And I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure if they're gonna. If they're gonna get if it. If they're gonna get it. And I played it to Shazna. She was like, Is it? Is it? Right. Shazna legend. And then she went off. All legends. And she all come legends. back. All saints, man. And she wrote this song called Booty Call. And I was I like, This is dope. And at the time, there weren't nothing like this. There weren't no no kind of girl, girl bands doing this kind of thing. It's basically a hip hop record. If you listen to it, it's mm. a hip hop record with girls singing on it. And, and even that's what made look. them. And that's what made them different because the Spice Girls were smashing it at the time yep. with what they were doing, yeah. which is cool. And I just came with the opposite flex. Yeah, I think you kind of gave us like the more street element yeah, of no, it. And exactly. it was because even from even they looked the whole jeans and yeah, the baggy yeah. the, bag, the yeah, kind yeah. of baggy trousers and yeah, it's the yeah. little bangs and shit like I'm, I remember when All Saints came out man it was it was and seeing Shazne and also her being the big songwriter that she did not became as well because yeah. they let her write a lot of the songs she wrote all the songs yeah See, I'm and me, me and Shazne we just gelled and amazing don't forget well before this came out we'd been um, recording for years and yeah. they, they never had a record deal oh really so we went to a few labels with the stuff and nothing happened so so, once, so okay so then how okay you went to a few labels so this then came out after they were signed this came out after they signed. The okay. first, I, their first single that they, they ever put out. Never, was ever. A, no, no, it wasn't that. No. It was a song that I produced called uh, I Know Where It's At. I know where yeah, it's yeah. That was the first single. That was their breakout single. This man makes me sick. Anyway, God, really? <laughs> but anyway, so this is um, Booty Call, my first number one record. That's why I spoke We've had a full call now. <laughs> so this is Booty Call by All Saints. Mash up the thing. Here we go. How do you mean? <laughs> 
I like the fact that it is actually true. Yo, so we were just talking about the, mm. the culture back then because it's true. Because yeah. I remember I remember their look being so strong, even Listen, more so just, even just the music, but everything about them. I the man whole... flipped pop culture back in the but day. Talk the things, talk the things, Carl Gardner. That, that whole look, because I used to bust out the, the shell toes. There you go. I mean, Part that was a hip hop thing anyway, and the, um, and the combats. Yeah. And they're probably going to go, <laughs> nah, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. You, man, teeth, my fashion. <laughs> But at the same time, it was they were based on hip hop because they're like little hip hop. You know what I mean? Them girls are into their hip hop, yeah. especially mm-hmm. Shazne. Mm-hmm. So when I came with the hip hop beats and the whole style and everything kind of gelled, you know, it, it flipped the music scene at the time. And that first album sold like ten million copies. <laughs> I remember it was like I remember when the first Never Ever. I yeah. thought that was the first record, but then after that, I remember them just running things. It was running things, yeah. and and that as I said, the whole jeans on jeans look, the wife beaters, and then just yeah, them being crazy. so, but also just being mad cool girls, like yeah. just cool. And it was real; they were real, real girls, real. Yeah. And they wrote their own songs. You know what I mean? It's like that's well, Shazne wrote all the songs, and I produced most of them. So that's it's, it's a rare thing when you have that kind of chemistry, yeah. and it becomes natural. Do you know what I mean? Because I'd, s- I'd make beats. And I'd just give them to her, and she'd just vibe off it straight away, and just come up with some mad shit. I love that, man. And you guys are still quite close from what yeah, we can Yeah, we're tight, man. Always have been, oh, yeah. man, I love it. So how does it make you feel like listening back to these now? Do you even listen to this still? Or, or, no, or do you know what? I tend not, because I spend so long making the, the record, I tend not to listen to them that much again afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen them live so many times. I've heard songs yes, quite yes, a lot. But because you work, you know what it's like? You work on a song yeah. day in, day out for mm-hmm. weeks, sometimes months, even years, making an album. You're like, for so sake. after you put it to bed... It's like, boy, I can't even hear it no more. You have to leave it. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to leave it for a while before you listen to it again. But no, it's it's um, it's proud moments in my life. Come on, very proud moments. As I said, you, you as I said, to me, the mountain point is about people that have shaped, that have inspired and shaped the scene. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. even though sometimes people not, you might not always talk about yourself, but it's like now getting this time to really explain when it started because I said this is a time when there wasn't social media when there wasn't this whole and you know people right now it's like oh the numbers and who's co-signed like no this is how it starts and it's important for people to hear it from the horse's mouth as far as I'm concerned so you're a legend I'm going to say it again legend in this bloody thing Um, next was it the West London sound system oh yeah so moving into today so West London sound system I actually came up with the idea when I was in Jamaica Okay. Walking on the beach. Oh, then we're showing walking on the beach in Jamaica. <clears throat> no, but I come from a sound system culture with my dad. Yeah. And the whole, you know, the whole Jamaican thing. And um, I had a lot of tracks that I'd work on, worked on that sit, just sitting on my hard drive that were, you know, that I was, that were dope. Yeah. So basically, I just, to cut a long story short, I met a couple of kids I kind of working with, one called Marina Hovian mm-hmm. and another young guy called Scoob. Scoob. And it was just a way, of, yeah, it was just a way of getting out music that I had beats I had just sitting there, not mm. doing nothing. I wanted some young people on it, really young, talented people. And I was working, you know, with these young couple of kids and I was like, listen, this, this, I've got this idea to do this thing called West London Sound System mm-hmm. where it's, it's like a DJ sound system thing that I'll kind of play out and then you kind of jump on it. Just a vibe thing. Yeah. And then something kind of came out of it and uh, I think you're going to play something now. Yeah. Play songs. What's, what's the first what's the, what's one? What's the first one called Let It Rain? Oh, Let It Rain. This is hard. Yeah. What this is it is, about? This is, I don't know. <laughs> But it sounds provocative. Oh, oh, oh. It's, not um, that little rain is in... Pss, oh, no, yeah. okay. Oh, so, oh, <laughs> ah! My sexy voice. <laughs> 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 
But anyway, Let It Rain, it's kind of self-explanatory. You have to listen to it. It's dope. Anyway, this is featuring Scoob yeah. and Marina Hovian. And after that, we're going to play Ain't What You Do as well. Yeah. yeah so straight, same, 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 same two artists on it. Okay, let's hear this now. Let's go. Let it rain, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, look at that. Look at the time, bro. Yeah, I know. And this minutes. is what happens every time people are like two hours. It's not two goes, hours. I know it goes quick. And if, you, if, you, if you've given me exactly just the right amount of tunes, actually, as well for yeah. us to talk about. So hopefully so. we can fit them all in. Yeah, we can. So let's talk about. So that that was dope. Really yeah. So West London Sound System. That's just that's that's me now and my little crew just putting out tunes, man. Yeah. That, that we like. It's gone back to. Just going in the studio feeling good and not having someone over your shoulder going, eh, change this, change that. He wore it down. <laughs> it's a bit too this. Yeah, yeah. Shut water your it, mouth. Water it down. Like, come I know, away. all that nonsense. So this is me just doing my thing and just putting out some music. And the thing is, those people don't even make music. They don't even listen to music. That's what I'm saying, They'll tell you how to make music. Like, sorry, sorry for swearing. Sorry for this French, but fuck off, basically. Isn't it? So um, <laughs> next, um, you've got um, Michelle Scoffrey. One of my, that's oh, my sister, my that's queen. That's my girl, man. We've, that's my we've, queen. We've written a few hits in our time. And um, yes, she's a why this record is, is special and scary for me at the same time is because uh, it was my first solo single and I was a reluctant artist, a reluctant solo artist. Okay. Because it was at... It was after doing a couple of um, All Saints albums and um, I was just toying with the idea of, basically I wanted to be P. Diddy, right? (laughs) And make an album with just features on it. Okay. And uh, I hadn't even made a demo. Yeah. And the the word filtered through the streets to the record labels and I got all these offers for deals and I was like, they didn't even heard nothing. But, you know, I assume assume it was all taught, it was just like, I basically got signed because of of my image at the time, I think, and Mm. because of what I'd done before. So... And people trusted you. To trust yeah, they trusted me. Yeah. yeah, so I got some massive deal. I was, I, I got a massive deal, and then just went on a bender for about. This <laughs> <laughs> is what you were talking about. For about two years, but anyway, so this, this <laughs> yeah, sweeping on for that moving one. on swiftly. So yeah. this, this was my first single, and I actually hated being an artist at the time. Did you? I didn't like it at all. Do you know it's funny? I can't picture you being an like you naturally this way, but I, I can't picture. I wasn't you supposed to be, to be up front. This is yeah. the whole thing. This is why I agreed to do it. I was just going to get features, and they were like, so nah, "How can you be an artist and no, not be up check front?" It. So I, I spent a year making this record yeah. with all features, all yeah. rappers and ting and all this. Yeah. Played it to the record company. They just sat there. Really? Like, so what are you doing then? <laughs> I was you, like, like I'm, I'm, I produce, I'm making, you know, I'm just hosting the album. This is like, you know, it was a collective, you know, like a collective. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't know about them things They didn't then. understand it then, yeah. So they were like, no, 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 no. We want you up front. I was like, serious? So anyway... I had to do it. So I think, I think as long as people don't ask you to do it, you naturally do no, it anyway. No, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I thought the first record was great. You know, this is pre-grime and all that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't... Anyway, I don't really care. Written with Michelle Escoffery, first single with Sony. It was a it was a dope record. I mean, it was big at the time. And uh, yeah, play it. Be proud. Here we go. I'm proud. I'm proud. <laughs> Yeah, 
it's yeah, mad, yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. like when you listen to it, it's been about so much memory, but you're so versatile. Like everything that you've done has been so different. Yeah, thank you. It's it, you know what? It's growing and up with. From where you it's growing up in two different cultures, I guess, as well. Yeah. That, that helps. So. Because as you, as you said, starting out, you know, it was very heavy, heavy yeah. like reggae influence, so you yeah. tried to get away from it. So you made yeah. sure, and I think that's amazing, man. That's really But dope. I got a little, what it is as well, though, is that um, I'm just a music lover. Yep. And coming from a DJ background, I wanted to make records that just make people dance. Yep. That, yep. that was my initial thing. So. And that's one thing, so that's one thing I've always noticed about you. You've always, your ear, as you said, from when you're DJing, you yeah. can tell the fact that I you wanted know to, I wanted to make tracks that mash up the dance. Yeah, that definitely. Listen, I can imagine. <laughs> you know I, I, I mean? felt like just like what's it called? What they call it now? Um, twerking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, they didn't yeah. have twerking, but then nah, this, that record's like that's a twerk record all day long. That's twenty years old, mate. So one second, how long do we have? We only literally have like five minutes, right? Because we got to finish five minutes before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we really only got two more. Re- well, we can still play two records. We could talk about right. these last two records. Yeah, and you can, take a you can, Yeah. How, how many records I got left? You got we run things with Jamie Callum and you got Jesse J stand oh, yeah. up. Oh yeah, both big tunes. Yeah, big tunes. Yeah. Big tunes. Yeah. So I think we should just talk about these last two records, say okay. goodbye, and then we can just All end right. on them. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Jessie J. Yes. I met her when she vocals. was 15 years old. Jesus. And um, phenomenal that voice. Ridiculous. It's My actually God. stupid. It's actually ridiculous. She, she is silly. She's, um, she's one of a kind. I mean, from the age of 15, she was mm. blowing people away. Yeah. Anyway, I, got, I, I had the opportunity to work with her. She came to my studio. And the name of the song is called Stand Up, which she has tattooed on her wrist. We had a great time in the studio and come up with a, a banger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this was on her first record. And I think I remember this because I think I came to, to, yeah. your, to your studio at that time when you yeah. was just when she's about to get released before yeah. she released this. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, the Jamie Cullum song, which is me dipping my toe into the jazz world. And again, it, it was it was a hit. The track I came up with initially, I was scared to play him. <laughs> but I knew he liked his hip hop, but yeah. his albums are real jazz. Yeah. So I kind of... Got him in the studio and I was I pressed play and kind of yeah, was like, oh, shit, like is he gonna like it or not? And he, his face was like, is it? Yeah, yeah, right. See, there you go. And he and he come up with it on the spot, man. He he wrote it and then went off and done a few bits and bobs. Come back and I was just like, whoa, this is dark, man. This is a hard tune. So I think that's one thing that you do. You push people out of their comfort zones as well, yeah. which is kind of dope. And that's the whole point of why you know you're yeah, on man. here, babes. Yeah. So yeah. Have a listen. So those two records. So okay, I think because the best thing to do is just to play those two songs out. But let's just say goodbye for now. So yes. it's been absolutely amazing to have you on. Yeah, Thank you so much. Listen, like as I said, your Facebook. I was gonna have you on anyway, but like, watching your Facebook like um, post and that's everything that you've been saying, I think it felt like it was very integral to have you on right now, especially in these times for people to understand how much you've managed to achieve by going through all those things without yeah, even man. talking about it, and you still yeah. kind of kept kept going on with it. But now is the time for people to understand how humble you've been to Thank still you. do those things and look. And now when people like oh my god I didn't realize he did that you know so KG you're absolute legend thank you for coming on thank you for giving me your time in these mad times and um anytime I'll come back on again in a couple years yeah I think you should get your own show on Soho Radio actually yeah give me a show yeah I see everyone's nodding yes yes. give me a show man yes there you go see making things happen so these last two songs is Rerun Things by Jamie Callum and um, Stand Up by Jesse J and this has been KG Carl Gordon the amazing legend humble beautiful human being as well and thank you guys this has been the Milton Pot Terry Walker I shall be back next month ooh, ooh. I do this every month big and show and I celebrate people that I just you know that just inspire me and have shaped me as well so big love everyone have a beautiful um, Wednesday and bye see ya <laughs> oh, that was wicked okay.